Welcome to another exciting week here on Brit David Podcast as Pastor Tim brings us a message today, I Love the Lord, from Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 31. Someone has said, love without action is meaningless. Action without love is irrelevant. When it comes to loving God, Jesus said that was the most important thing we can do. To love God by putting our words, our feelings, our commitments, our devotion into action. We are not to be weighed down by chronic busyness, but our relationship with God through Jesus Christ is to be a living, active relationship. Here's Pastor Tim. Amen. That's good. You can have a seat. Hope that you have your Bible today. If you'll take it, turn with me to Mark chapter number 12. Sean, that's a good song. It's new. That was a good one. I like it. It's good to learn new songs, isn't it? It sure is, especially those kinds. You know, all this month we've been talking about love, of course, throughout the month of February. And really, this may have been the message that we should have started with. We've talked about loving our church family. We've been talking about loving our at-home family. But the reality is, is that in order to love my church family the way that I should, and the way that I need to love my at-home family the way that I should, I really need to learn to love the Lord. It's the love that God has for me that I'm able to in turn love Him with, but it's also the love of God that He has for me that compels me then to love others the way that I should as well. This becomes the most foundational of all issues. And in fact, that's, that's really why Jesus answers the question that we will see today the way that he does. It is a foundational issue with who we are and especially in our Christian life. If you're there in Mark chapter number 12, I want to direct your attention down to verse number 28. Let's begin right there as he begins sort of a new section, if you will. It says there that one of the scribes came, having heard them reasoning together perceiving that Jesus had answered them well, and he asked him, he asked Jesus, what is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Therefore, or there is no other commandment greater than these. When Jesus is asked about the great, greatest commandment, he goes right back, not to the Ten Commandments, but he goes back into the book of Deuteronomy and picks out these verses and tells us the most important thing that you can do is to love God, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. That's what I want us to look at today. What does it mean to love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? Sometimes we find ourselves in a performance-driven faith. 
We know that we live in a performance-driven society. Sometimes we find that our faith falls into that same category and becomes the more that you do and the harder that you try, then the better off that you are. If that's the case then, that it means to love the Lord my God with all my heart, means I just have to try harder. I have to, I have to do better. I have to hunker down a little bit more than ever before to give it all I've got, to give it the 110% or the old college try. I've got to muster it up from inside of me somewhere. Sorry. Sorry, Baptist. It just doesn't work that way. I mean, that's, that's kind of the way that we are wired. It's just not the way that it works. If you want to lead your life to a time of great frustration, to a feeling of failure, and a lack of fulfillment, then make your faith life performance driven. Because you're sure to disappoint yourself somewhere along the way. When you do, then you'll begin to wonder, do I love God at all? Much less with all my heart with all my soul, with all my mind, with all my strength. I want us to look at that passage today and think about these two things about what Jesus is saying here. Number one, I want you to see that loving God is a command. It is. There's not any other way to get around it. It is a command. I mean, <laughs> if you didn't notice the word commandment in what we just read... He uses it four times in those few four verses. Commandment, 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 commandment. This is a commandment. It's a commandment. In fact, that's where the questioner begins. He asks him in verse number 28, you know, which is the first commandment of all? Now, he's not simply saying, okay, Jesus, I want to give you a test. This is Sunday school. Today, Jesus, we're going to be talking about the Ten Commandments. What's the first one? You'll have no other gods before me, right? That was the first of the Ten Commandments. He's not asking that then, is he? He's not asking in chronological order which of the, of the ten, which one comes first. He's not even asking what is the first commandment that God ever gave. The first commandment that God gave was to Adam and Eve. And he told them, to, in really three commands in one, he tells them to be fruitful, to multiply, and to fill the earth. The first time that you see God commanding us to do something. That's not what the questioner is asking, is he? He wants to know not what is the first in chronological order. He wants to know what is the, which one is the first in rank. What's the one that matters the most? In fact, you may have the word foremost in your Bible. What is the foremost commandment? What is the most important commandment? What is the most important thing that you can do? Jesus goes back into the book of Deuteronomy to that Shema and he says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And this one God this creator and sustainer of all things, that one true living God, love Him with everything that you've got, 
with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. If we take those four ways that Jesus says that, then what does it mean to love as a command? First of all, I would say this. Let his love influence your love. If you're going to love the Lord your God with all your heart, what he's saying is the love that God has for you needs then to influence your love. I mean, think about this. You're loved. You are loved for who you are. You are loved even despite your mistakes, despite your failings, despite the times that you have not only denied the Lord, but the times that you have defied the Lord. The Bible says that He loves you with an everlasting love. That He loves you so much that He sent His only Son for you. He loves you. There is no way to get around that fact. He loves you. That then should influence you, shouldn't it? We talk about your heart. He says to love the Lord your God with all your heart. What's he talking about? He's talking about your will. He's talking about your choices. He's talking about your emotions. He's talking about that deepest part of you that makes you, you. Love him with that. If I understand that he loves me, and he loves me not because of what I've done, he loves me not because of what I'm capable of. He doesn't love me in response to anything. He loves me out of the character of who he is. The Bible says God is love. Not only does he love, he himself is love. Shouldn't that influence then my will? Shouldn't that influence my decisions? Don't you think that that would influence your emotions? Wouldn't that influence that deepest part of who you really are? To know, to be aware, to be reminded that He loves you and He loves you deeply. He loves you at your moment of temptation. He loves you at your moment of achievement. He loves you in your moment of decision. He loves you at your moment of obedience. He loves you just as much when you feel like you are lovable as He does when you feel like you are unlovable. From the times when you feel good about yourself to the times that you feel bad about yourself. He loves you eternally and deeply. What would it do for your heart if His love for you influenced you that way? If I understand it all, even on the smallest level, He loves me. Imagine then me turning around now and loving Him with all my heart. 
with all my heart. When I feel like it, when I don't feel like it, when I look like it, and when I don't look like it, I'm still loving Him. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. And then he says, with all your soul. I would say it this way for your notes. Not only let his love influence your love, but let his love infiltrate your love. Don't let it just be on the surface. Let his love get all the way deep down. Let it infiltrate everything about that, not just the outer part of who you are, but the inner part of who you are. Let it infiltrate what you believe. Let it infiltrate your identity. Listen, who you are is based on His value of who you are. You are valuable and you are loved. Not because of what you've done, but because of Him, because of who He is. He has chosen to love you. He chooses every day to love you and every day to demonstrate His love for you. Let that seep deep down into your soul so that when your soul is guiding you which way you're, you're going, which life choices you're making, His love becomes the sign for that. Imagine if I had an idea at all about how deeply Jesus loves me. And I let that sink deep down. I let that seep deep down into me. How I would act. How I would choose. Where I would go. And how I might in turn turn my love towards Him. I would love Him with all my heart. I would love Him with all my soul. I would love Him with all my mind. The mind and the soul are very closely connected. The New Testament word for soul is psyche. It's the same one that we get about thinking, those types of things. So this... This loving God with all your mind really is very close to both of these first two, your heart and your soul. But when Jesus says, love Him with all your mind, He's focusing on your perspective. He's focusing on your way of thinking. He is including even the range of knowledge that you have. Love Him with all of that. In other words, take Everything that you know about yourself. Do you know everything about yourself? No, you're, you're constantly learning, aren't you? But everything that you know about yourself right now, you give that to everything you know about Him. Do you know everything about God? No. You're learning, aren't you? But where I am right now today, I can come to a point of saying, I love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my soul, and with all my mind, because I'm specifically taking everything I know about me and giving it to everything I know about Him. What do you know about Him? 
You know that he's faithful. You know that he's good. You know that he's great. You know that he's holy. You know that he's compassionate. You know that he's forgiving. You know that he is faithful. You know that he is kind. You know that he is nurturing. You know that he is loving. If you know those things about him, then willfully make that same choice that he has chosen to love you with everything that he knows about you. And he knows everything about you. With everything that he himself is. And he knows everything about himself. If he can dump that kind of love on me, if he can lavish that kind of love on me, then with whatever I have in my mind, I can love him. There is not one thing that I know about God that doesn't cause me to love him. Not one. There's not one thing that God has ever done that causes me to not love him. You say, well, wait a minute, Tim. Now, there are some things that God does, like sickness, like tragedy, like all of those things. That doesn't make me want to love him more. When you take a step back, we're talking about loving God with all of your mind, right? If I take a step back and my perspective is, God is good. And everything that God does is good. And everything that God does is for His glory. That I may not understand everything that God does, but I can praise Him for everything that He does. I don't understand sickness, but I can praise Him in sickness. I don't understand tragedy, but I can, but I can praise Him in tragedy. And so even with all of my mind, as well as all of my soul and all of my heart, I can learn to follow this command to love the Lord. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. You see, Baptist, this is, this is the one where we really do get in trouble. Because suddenly now I think that that strength is supposed to be my strength. Let me give you this fourth line in your notes then. Did I even give you number three? I don't think I did. Okay, so those of you that need to fill in your blanks like me. Let his love inform your love. All right? That's how you love him with all your mind. Let's get to number four. Let his love invigorate your love. Let his love invigorate your love with all your strength. In the Old Testament, this word strength, when he uses it back in Deuteronomy, where Jesus is quoting from, the word for strength is a word for abundance. It's a word that means exceedingly. It's a word that would mean for us very. You know, like when you were in school and you were supposed to write that report and suddenly you want to use some filler words because you have to have so many words in your essay. So you would say, God is very, 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 very 
Very, very good. Right? That's what he's saying about strength. God's love is abundant. God's love is exceeding. God's love is very. It's the Old Testament use of the word. The New Testament use of the word, the one that Mark uses as he quotes Jesus at this point, is a word which talks about energizing you. A word that means to be refreshed, to be revitalized, to be revived, if you will, to be empowered. If I would let His love be my strength, If I let His love empower me, His love energize me, and know that for whatever need I have, however low it is that I'm running on love, you know, His love is abundant and very. His love can strengthen me and empower me. It's through that empowerment then that I turn around and love Him. I'm not straining at loving Him anymore. I'm not saying to myself, well, this has been a rotten day. I guess I need to try to love the Lord with all my heart, my soul, my mind, my strength. So here we go. You know, I'm going to give it everything I've got. I'm just going to just grip my teeth and I'm going to love Him more today. Never my strength that ever accomplishes the will of God. Not ever. God never calls on you to do anything, including loving Him, in your own strength. He never challenges you within your sphere of comfortability. Instead, He always challenges you outside of your area of comfort, outside of your area of strength, that you might depend upon Him. Jesus is not talking to the scribes and others that are around Him and saying, you know, I see how well you love one another. Love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Not just simply take the love that you already have now and just make sure that you gear it towards God. That is not what He's saying. He is saying like a funnel, you receive the love of God, And you return the love of God. You love Him the way that He loves you. And even when it means that you're loving Him because you are commanded to do so, it makes loving Him, serving Him, all the sweeter and all the better. Let me ask you this. Does loving God and serving God leave you feeling drained? Does loving God and serving God make you exhausted? Does it leave you with a heaviness? With a guilt because you didn't do it good enough? Are you bombarded with this cyclical, chronic, busyness that we find ourselves in. 
remember, I remember when Mark Helms was here, he talked about this lady that he tried to get to come to church, and she said, I don't have time to be a Baptist. <laughs> Feels that way sometimes, doesn't it? We, we feel like if we're busy enough, if the hamster can just keep the wheel turning long enough, surely at some point it's going to make a difference and be effective. If that's the way that you feel. I would say that it means that you're trying to gain approval from God by what you do, by your performance. Do better. Do more. Be better. Let me ask you this. Does loving God and serving God leave you feeling exuberant? Does it leave you feeling fulfilled? Is it, is it overwhelming to you? Not only God's love for you, but the capacity that He has now given you to love Him. It is His love then that becomes the fuel for my life. So He says, the love of Christ constrains me, or the love of Christ compels me to do. The love of Christ, His love for me, yes. My love for Him, yes. It is the love of Christ that constrains us. Pastor Tim thanks you for joining us here today on Brit David Podcast and invites you to join us tomorrow for the conclusion of his message, I Love the Lord, from Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 31. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at BritDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.